and welcome back to the Press Play Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that doesn't give a goddamn about the U.S. Open. I'm your host, Matt Dasher. <laughs> I'm Ian. I don't care. Uh, my name's Seth. I only watch tennis when there's literally nothing else on. So. Even then, I'd rather watch paint dry. Um, <laughs> they, they, happy that was Labor a- Day. I was at a sports Everybody? bar and they had it on the U.S. Open, and there was a game on that was like a year old, and it was football. I'm like, no, put that on. Let's watch a year old yeah, game. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah, yeah. Let, let me see how much of it I forgot <laughs> instead of watching yeah. this bullshit. Um, today's pick is mine. Obviously, we're going to be watching the 1986 Oliver Stone film Platoon, which pre Saving Private Ryan was widely regarded as the greatest war movie of all time. Um, it literally stars a who's who of who's who's. You got Willem Dafoe, Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, Johnny Depp, um, <laughs> Keith David, Johnny Drama, McGinley. Uh, Forrest, Forrest Whitaker, John C. McGinley, Keith David, Candyman, who um, Ooh, Seth and yeah. Ian have a very interesting story about. Just ask me. <laughs> um, You're not going to let that go, are I you? believe we've told that one a couple <laughs> of times on this show. But yeah, I haven't seen this movie in quite some time now. I just want to start off by saying a lot of people do consider this the greatest war movie of all time, pre-Saving Private Ryan. I don't feel that way. I think pre-Saving Private Ryan, that Hamburger Hill was the greatest war movie I'd ever seen. But this one's not bad. Um, it's enjoyable. I like it. This is also post-Apocalypse um, Now. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have either of you seen it before? No. I don't think I ever finished this movie because I didn't remember the ending. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember everything up until like uh, when Elias dies. That's about all I remembered. Um, yeah. But after that was a was a complete brain fart. Um, I don't I don't know if I if I just forgot or if I actually just never finished it. So um, either one could be true. Well, with that being said, you've seen more than Ian, so as per tradition, Ian, uh, let's go ahead and get your hot take, sir, or ice cold take, whichever it is. <laughs> so, we thought Apocalypse Now was a bad movie because it was. This movie is way better. This is so much better. <laughs> like, I, I, I love this film. I thought it was a l- oh good. There was a there was parts of the movie where I'm like, wait a minute, is there a plot here? Like, are we building towards something? And yes and no. We it's It kind of just, like, with, with Apocalypse Now, there's a point, and you know where the story is going and where it's going to end. This one just kind of takes place in a short chunk of the Vietnam War, and it ends with Charlie Sheen basically being out, getting out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Uh, the, the the characters were way better, the, and I'm going to I'm going to compare this to Apocalypse Now because they both take place during Vietnam. They're both war epics, and they're mm-hmm. kind of uh, compared to one another. And, and and there's another movie I can't remember what it is, but that and these two movies are kind of like the Vietnam trilogy of the, those movies you have to watch. Probably and, Full Metal Jacket. I think is the one. That you yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah, yeah. but uh, this one has much better characters, I think, and mm-hmm. the performances were outstanding. I. There's even the villains I or the people I hate. I love them. I love. I, I mean, love, this, this is an all star cast. Sergeant Barnes. Yeah, I love Sergeant Barnes, mm-hmm. who's just a dick. I love John C. McGinley I, in fucking everything. He's been auditioning for Doctor Cox his whole career. It's just yeah. it's un, it's, like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Pretty much. But uh, Go ahead, Seth. yeah, that's what I got. Nah, this is. Uh... This is quite a piece of filmmaking. It really, really is. Um, 
and was the first uh, movie to be directed by a Vietnam veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, so Oliver Stone was there in the bush. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, now I don't know um, how much of this was, you know, an actual encounter that he had, or, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that Barnes is an amalgamation of pretty much every asshole sergeant he ever met. Right. Um, um, and I'm sure, you know, in, in the battle scenes that take place, I'm, I guess, you know, just, a, you know, a combination of shit he's seen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how much has been, you know, exaggerated or is all the truth, you know, only he knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think this really captures the, the, uh, the horror of war and, and what it does to people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for Charlie Sheen's character, uh, what's, Chris. His, you know, what's his fucking name? Chris. Yeah. Um, when he lands there, he's, you know, he volunteered, he says, mm-hmm. and shit. He's, he, he immediately regrets after it. he gets back from being injured the first time. Uh, they're there for what a week and they go out and he's about to kill a guy. Uh, just because he couldn't understand it because he doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, just the, you know, and him, you know, breaking down crying and, and just the amount of pain and excruciation on his face and uh, everyone else around them just kind of losing their mind and wanting to go home, mm-hmm. doing anything they can to get out of there. It's, 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 it's heart wrenching. Um, this movie could take, it takes a lot out of you to watch it for sure. I don't think I'll watch this anytime soon. No. Nah. I, uh, I will say, just because I think it's a hard watch. I do. I do really, really like this movie, though. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Like, like I said, I will do some comparisons. This and Apocalypse Now both perfectly encapsulated just how much people were desperate to go home. Because if you remember in that movie, just how bad, like they were jumping on helicopters and and shit like that. This one, they were they were injuring themselves. Like at the end, one guy literally stabs himself in the in the leg after after the finale, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. But uh. Speaking on Charlie Sheen, this might be my favorite performance he's ever done because most of the time, like Young Guns and uh, Red Dawn, I'm laughing at him. Yeah, because he's not overacting. Yeah. yeah, and when he's in a comedic role like uh, Hot Starts Part Doe and Two and a Half Men, I like him for other reasons because he can be funny. This one, I'm like, shit. Do I like this Charlie Sheen performance? Yeah, I do. This is this is his best work, in my opinion. Agreed. It's up there. I agree. Um, you know, because it, it's we're seeing Charlie Sheen as a serious actor in this film, and that rarely happens. Uh, you know, even in Red Dawn, he wasn't a serious actor. Uh, he tried to be, no. but he's it not a, showed he's that not he was trying. This one, he's just yeah, a this, kid. This was more natural. Yeah, but uh, and he, um, Willem Dafoe is—I don't think ever Willem done Dafoe. a bad performance, except for. Yeah, I mean, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's willing. He's willing, fucking Defoe. I mean, yeah. Little, as as yeah. as as good as as those two are, Behringer's the standout performance to me. Um, he he most, is he is yeah. the encapsulation of fucking hatred and uh, and just short sightedness that I think I've I've ever seen on film. He was he's a mean motherfucker. I've always said if you're if you're rock if you were acting opposite Tom Berenger in a movie, you best bring your fucking A game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise Berenger will act you off the fucking screen. Berenger Yeah, he will he's very underrated as an actor. Very. And and I I I've seen him in a lot of shit and other than 
I, I thought he was great in major league, but this is just on another level. Mm-hmm. Um, he is Mars. He transformed into that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Dude, speaking like that, I, like I said, I've never seen this movie. So watching it, I, we, that, that one moment in the movie where I'm just like, Oh, don't you oh, fucking, they're staring at each other way too long. I know exactly. Oh, fuck. He did it. He fucking did it. And then he kills Elias. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I already didn't like this guy, but I kind of, I understood him. Now mm-hmm. I just fucking hate him. Mm-hmm. I don't understand mm-hmm. him at all. Like, because the Elias was going to speak out against him and, you know, in, like, we don't even know if that was going to happen or not because they were so far. They probably, they probably, it probably would have never happened. Mm-hmm. But Barnes just killing Elias for, in my opinion, no reason. Just because he disagreed with him on a few things, I was just like, okay, this guy's a no. He was he was gonna him. he was gonna rat on him. Yeah, I know because yeah. he killed that he killed the villager. Yeah, yeah, which again, awesome. But uh, like I'm saying, like yeah, he was gonna rat on him, but. The the shit went sideways so quickly that he might never have even had a chance. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, but the next thing know, he did, it, after, it, after it, the killing, it, could it have been the finale? Yeah, could it have been something that 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 was that could have been pushed aside and forgotten about? Probably mm. um, all the shit that they were going through, right? Um, but watching, I watching Behringer, watching Barnes, uh, when he sees. When he sees his uh, one of his troops has been pretty much hung up on a stake, yeah, and, uh, and as a warning, yeah, and mutilated. When he says those motherfuckers, you see him just kind of he snaps. Pretty, tra- pretty much, that's that was right it. There. That was it yeah. for him. Yeah, uh, he's been here too fucking long. Mm-hmm. Um, he's seen too much shit. Too many of his friends are dead, mm-hmm. and he's he's seen the Viet Cong do just horrific things to him. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I mean, you, you see it on his face. He's fucking, he's, 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 he's a tortured man mm-hmm. and watching and, 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 and him losing his shit on that village and becoming paranoid mm-hmm. that uh, they're all in on it. And I can't trust any of these fucking people. So I'm just going to start shooting them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, it's horrible to look at and, but holy shit, is it one fantastic piece of character development? Yeah. I, I couldn't take my eyes off of him. Yeah. And even your um even your side characters like Keith David and even Tony Todd. I, I mean I they played Keith their David roles like, very well. Keith David was probably in my top three of this movie because just yeah. Because yeah. there when there's no action going on, he is one of the ones I like listening to because he's he still has the most hope because he knows he's about to go home. Mm-hmm. And I I swear the, the second that they uh, said that he he got called back to the chopper. I'm like, oh no, don't say that because that's basically the equivalent of saying you're retiring in two days. But nope, he made it out. He lived. I was happy for that. But the conversation right. that he has with Charlie Sheen are just nice to listen to. They're a nice break and they're realistic. What they yeah. talk about mm-hmm. when there's nothing going on. Right. I agree 100%. What are you going to talk about? You're going to talk about pussy and what and, you know drinking <laughs> beer by the river and shit like that like i get it sports cars and baseball and all kinds of you know anything <laughs> anything to get your mind out of this fucking situation that you're in yeah and, uh, you uh, know when they're when they're having the the party you when, when you really start to learn about all these people um i love i love the contrast between the two groups mm-hmm. um you know the, the the potheads, if you will, and then all your 
all it's your drunken rednecks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just just seeing the difference in atmosphere mm-hmm. was was quite fascinating. Um, uh, all the all the fun loving shit that was going on with all your potheads, and then when you go with it, it's it, we go back into, into with Behringer, it's it's all cold and kind of sterile. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's like really having fun. They're just There's no camaraderie. Waste. No, none at all. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the yeah the sergeants and whatever are playing cards, but. You get the sense of, uh, you know, how that th- they're the definitely the the ones in charge, and everybody else in that group is just kind of keeping to themselves and wants nothing to do with it. And then everybody mm-hmm. at the heads camp, they're all just fucking getting high and dancing and having a great time. There is no, there's no leadership. There's no anything. It's just like, look, we're all here together. We might as well make the best of this. Right. I don't like exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah, because we could die tonight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's, and, you know, um, I, I don't, you know, my father was served in Vietnam. He was literally, he was at Hamburger Hill. So that's why that movie mm. specifically holds a, because my dad, I mean, me and my dad watched that movie and every time he watched, he's like, that's, that's exactly how it was. That's exactly how it was. So mm. um, if you haven't had a chance to watch that movie, I highly recommend it. Um, but, you know, watching these other movies with him as well, he's like, that's, you know, that's what you had to do to keep from going fucking crazy is you had to basically form a brotherhood with these people that you didn't really care mm-hmm. for personally, but there was one common objective and that was stay the fuck alive. And right. in order and to yeah. do that, you had to, you had to care for. Them. And that's another thing I liked about that scene is because like I said, there is, everybody's having a good time over at the heads camp, but in the other one, they're calling each other racial slurs and they're just being assholes oh, yeah. to one another. They don't care about each other. Like they, they, they it's obvious they don't rely on one another. Which mm. is bonkers to me, but it's just, it was a great scene and it gives you more time with Elias, who I, even though he's really good, he's top five, but I think I like John C. McGinley just a little bit more because of one scene, and that is his breakdown at the end mm. when he's talking to Sergeant Barnes, who he calls Bob, which is fucking hilarious to me because I love scrubs. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, just one time call him Bobbo, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> and it, he's, he's asking, you know, he's, he's like, Hey, listen, uh, Elias is, uh, R and R was, was coming up soon. Can I take it? All I'm asking for is three days. And then he doesn't give it to them. And he, and you know, as much, as much of a pain in the ass and, you know, hard Sergeant that he was, he breaks down. He's like, listen, I have to get out of here. I don't know if I'm going to make it. And just that that one scene of John C. McGinley's character breaking, I don't even remember his name, but just him breaking was fascinating and just really fun. <clears throat> um, and then when, and then Barnes looks right uh, at him and says, Sergeant, Sergeant Red. He was Red, Red. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I need all the swinging things I can get. Yep. He, he's, we all got to die sometime. And then he just walks away. And then, yeah. And then Red, you know, I'm glad he made it, but the way he made it, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. By hiding yeah. under the body of one of his fallen soldiers, I was like, okay. Shit, I would have done that. I would have too. I mean, yeah, I'm it, not, no, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying I wouldn't have. I'm like, oh God, that's incredibly smart. And we haven't touched on the fact that a, a very, very young Johnny Depp is in this film. For like um, two minutes. Right. He's, he's like one of the first ones that gets off. I think no, he was the translator um, in the village uh, when that's right, uh, yeah. Barnes was yelling. 
Yeah, I'm like that's what when they get like, ambushed, he's one of the first ones to die. Yeah, because I yeah, saw right. yeah. I, I saw his name in the credits, and I'm like, no shit, where is he? Where is that Johnny Depp character at? And I saw him at the I didn't I I saw him at the campsite finally. I'm like, there he is. Weird getting top billing when you, or not really top, but he was like the first ten people mentioned. I'm like he doesn't right. do anything. No, this this was a very I think well this came out in '86, so this was post Elm Street, mm-hmm. but. <clears throat> Yeah, because was, was, was it post Crybaby? <laughs> I, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it was post Crybaby, but it was definitely pre Twenty One Jump Street, which is where he blew up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, it, it was pre Crybaby because he got Crybaby off the strength of Twenty One Jump Street. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, this was this was before he blew the fuck up and became the Johnny Depp that we know today. I will say this, though. This movie made me really want to go watch Tropic Thunder because I'm like, oh, wow, they ripped <laughs> off 90% of this film. I was going to say, yeah. now, now you can see where they got the inspiration from. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, dude, so, 90% um, of this movie's Tropic Thunder. Just add in blackface and a dick joke here and there, and you got, yeah. you've got Tropic Thunder. <laughs> all in all, I, I give this movie a solid A. Um, you know, it, it's, again, it's not my favorite war movie of all time, but it, it's, it's in the Holy Trinity. No, it was very good. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm surprised I put it off this long, but like Seth said, I probably won't watch it for a while because it is, it's a it's a tiring journey. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's intense. Well, yeah. like I, said, I, I haven't um, seen it in probably 10, 15 years, so it's not one of those movies that I even frequent very often. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, there's some other war movies that I'll watch way more frequently um, for no specific reason other than I just like them a little bit more. I like this one a lot, but... Compared to some of the other ones, it just falls by the wayside. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's there's one little detail in this that I don't think I've ever seen in any other war movie, and that's in the very beginning when when uh, Chris first comes into the jungle, and then he's immediately swarmed with insects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah. like and, and no matter what, no, he can't any time that he's a you know can catch a break, the environment fucks with him. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was genius. It was, I agree. Uh, yeah, that's that's one thing that you don't see in other war movies is the environment mm-hmm. being every bit as evil and detrimental as the enemy that you're facing. Yes. Also, at a certain point, it stopped fucking with him because uh, as things got worse, it didn't matter anymore what the environment no, was doing it, to anybody. I also liked that uh, when he, he's... He starts out when he first when he first uh, is is sent out there. He's writing to his grandmother a lot, and then he just slowly stops because he even says, "I don't have the energy for this anymore." Because yeah, you have more important things to do. You he stops narrating after a certain point because there's mm-hmm. a nothing to describe to us. We know where you are and what you're doing, but it's more important that you know he's almost I would say lost in this world and kind of forgotten about where he came from. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and you have to be to be you have to be to survive in an environment like that. You have to immerse yourself in the environment. You basically have to become the environment in order to survive in the environment. Yep, like yeah, the it's, 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 goes, uh, hell. It's a wonderfully made film. It's, it's impeccably directed, uh, both behind the camera and if, and, and and the uh, you know the, the act the acting direction is is phenomenal. I think it's Stone's um, Opus. I, I, this is the only Oliver Stone movie I think I like. Mm. Um, JFK is a slog and is ridiculous. 
Um, Alexander is, we don't talk about that movie. Garbage. It's garbage. Um, Another movie that I, that I, I I actually, you know, stopped. Yeah. Nope. No fucking more. This is going on way too fucking long. I I literally had Um, to double check because I was like, did this? Okay. Yeah. It won best picture because. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Mm. I didn't I didn't know that I'm like this movie damn shit because I'm like did this win best picture and Google's like yeah you dumb motherfucker of course it did <laughs> <laughs> yeah it won it won best picture best director I think yeah I think it right it it owed the uh, yeah awards that year yeah I think it won best screenplay and all best that screenplay, shit best uh, cinematography oh you know, you speaking it, of, it probably won it speaking of screenplay I know your your fiat your your wife sorry <laughs> getting used to that I know your wife hates it <laughs> but. Uh, there are racial slurs on this movie, so get you get get over oh, that. Because yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, it's the it's, first time I heard it, I'm like, well, there there's Becky's yeah. first complaint. Shit, <laughs> it's, it's nineteen. Well, it's nineteen sixty something Vietnam. Um, Sixty eight. Yeah, it, that's it, just the happen. way they talked. Yeah, yeah, that's literally yeah, 19, just the way they talked. Nineteen sixty eight. You know, we're not making excuses for it, but let's. No, it, it was no, 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 no. But uh, no. at the same time, I'm 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 watching it like. Man, this movie kind of, sort of, almost not really goes out on a happy ending, and then you remember, oh wait, there's seven more years of this war left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and John C. McGinley, he he lives throughout the the entire fight. And what's the first thing that that he he said to, or he's told when he gets back? He's like, "Hey, you've got platoon too." He's like, and that look of, oh fuck, I'm gonna die here on his face. Mm-hmm. It's 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 emotional. Okay, I, I yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, there, there is one part of the movie that was kind of making me laugh, but it wasn't because of the movie. Um, the music, whenever the music comes on, you know, the, uh, there's an episode of Seinfeld where Frank Costanza, he was a, he was a cook during the Korean war. And one night, one day he cooked some bad meat and made all his men sick. And so that music plays when he's reliving it. It's like, it was just making me chuckle every time I fucking heard it. All right, I don't know what else to say about this movie. Ooh, I thought it was yeah, fantastic. That's, that's oh, uh, it's, I, if, you, if you like war movies and you haven't seen it, check it out. And even if you don't like war movies, still check it out. It's more than just a war movie. It's a, um, you know, it's it, it's it's a dive into the human psyche. It really, is. <clears throat> it really is. It really, really is, and it'll uh, it'll 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 take the wind out of you for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. tread lightly. Yeah, I, <laughs> right. I finished this movie like an hour ago I, just, I need a nap <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you got real. for us next week Seth it's my turn next week we're going to uh, no it's, it's Ian's week yeah so, oh, it is. we've been right. doing this we've literally been doing this show for four years yeah, and, because I literally said that the other day it was our anniversary of like our first show ever four years and he still doesn't know the routine <laughs> well you know when somebody takes a, when somebody takes a week off it just throws everything out of whack and I just yeah. Anyway, what you got for us next weekend? Well, there's three of us. Let's see. Who was last week? It was Seth? Who's whose no, week is it? Last week was uh, Spartacus. No, last week was uh, Seth's pick, which was Hot to, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I know you forgot about that movie. We oh, all yeah. did. God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah I mean, that movie's easily not a very forgettable. Movie, so, no, yeah. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we got as many downloads as we did on that episode because I'm like, no one's listening to this because nobody's no, seen it. No, not at all. Yeah. This is just a passion project. for This is Seth's sucker punch, if anything. 
softcore porn. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Anyway, mm. uh, I, I said last week we were going to do South Park, the movie, but I said since then changed my mind because I've been oh. wanting to cover this movie for like two years and I've never pulled the trigger. I, I think it's time we just do it. Uh, I, I, I want to know if I can get one of my lawyer friends on to help us cover it. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. If he fucking answers the phone. But uh, I want to cover my cousin Vinny. Mm. Game. I was actually <clears throat> talking about that movie at work today. I could not stop laughing when I was watching the Florida and Utah game because their mascot is literally the Utes. And that's yeah. what that's what kicked it off <laughs> in my Utes. mind. I'm like, to what? <laughs> you say Ute? Two Utes. And I'm like, well, it's my cousin Vinny. I, I, I like thank you, college football, for everything you bring into my life. Yeah. Yes, for real. I'm here for it. I haven't mm. seen that movie in a while, but it's it's always an enjoyable watch. I watched it on the plane leaving Sacramento from Seth's wedding. I watched it then and there on the plane just because it was there. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Let's watch this. I never get tired of it. I just look for excuses to watch it. Yeah. You know what you got after that, Seth? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to uh, tackle a movie by uh, another director like Oliver Stone, whose uh, entire body of work I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm not fond of. But uh, uh, No, 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 no. Uh, uh, we're going to uh, look at a Kubrick film. We're going to watch Ooh. The Shining. Okay. okay. All right. I figured that was coming Which down. Which Ian to- has I- never I- seen, and I-, I couldn't be more surprised. I've never seen all of it. I it, I can't I can't really explain why, but I think it was just because it was boring. It's been mm. a long time since I've seen yeah. it. So the last time uh, I tried, it's been a few. Though. The last time I tried, it's been a few years. I think I was twenty two. If we're gonna go there, we're gonna have to watch the director's cut. No, we don't. No, we do not. I mean, have we, how it was how it was released to the public. How many times? Like in theatrical How version. many times are you? Am I going to learn my lesson? I I don't do director's cuts anymore. <laughs> At least not for a review. Because <laughs> I learned that lesson with Apocalypse Now, and I'm not doing it again. Well, I'm going to watch the director's cut. <laughs> you because. be my guest. Be my I fucking am. guest. Hey, I I don't I'm, I'm not even sure how much different it is. Um, there's some extra scenes in there. It makes it more enjoyable. Yeah. Anyway. Um, really? That's weird. The week after that, I'll let you know in the next two weeks. I have no idea what my pick's going to be yet. Scenes that were taken out that makes the film more enjoyable. I've never heard of that ever because it doesn't exist. (laughs) Because they were taken out for a reason. (laughs) Time, time constraint. Or they were just superfluous to the plot and didn't matter. That happens too. Oh, we'll get into that. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) All right. I I need a nap. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun.